Epic Times' Nancy is going to join us in the next segment. There's a couple of big developments coming out of China. And also, the biggest one is their bank is about to collapse. Their economic, I mean, whatever we would have here equal over there in 2008, 2009 is, is going to start happening there. And we could talk to Nan about all the uh, ramifications of that. And then we'll have our uh, Friday social, which we do every week, uh, where we look at what's trending on social media and kind of take a poke at some of the things that are going on. I found this one, and I'm like, I'll save it. I'll save it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good clip. There's a little bit of twisted irony there, uh, and maybe some regret. But I want to talk about Trump for a moment. I want to talk about the idea of him saying enough is enough. You know, as much as I love this country, people, I'm not putting up with this crap anymore. You know, there is going to come a day where Trump is just going to say, you know what, I tried. I don't want to give up, but these bastards are never going to stop. And even if I were somehow able to get the majority of the vote and there was no cheating and there was no mail-in ballots, which we all know is going to start happening because of this new COVID thing, perfectly timed, wouldn't you say? Uh, it's so obvious, too. So obvious. Uh, and it was obvious the last time, but nobody could believe that it was possible that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats would f- actually figure out a way where people could legitimately vote with mail-in ballots, which is completely ridiculous because you can. It's it's got so much room for corruption. You can't possibly believe that a mail-in ballot uh, yeah, an election based on mail-in ballots could be accurate. You just can't. Too many people would cheat. Too many people would be filling out the ballots for their grandmother who died five years ago. Or maybe they, you know, maybe they their uncle doesn't want to vote, so they get his ballot. There's no verification process. Uh, they can match the signatures, but <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, so let's say Trump gets to the point where he says, "Look." I'm not going to win this. You know it. I know it. They're going to, they, they, you know, they'll put chains on the front door of the White House to keep Trump from entering, you know. And so he says to himself, forget it. Screw you. But then he could do something even more terrifying. And what I would say is that he could do exactly what George Soros is doing. And what what exactly Bill Gates is doing. If Trump's businesses continue to make money, and I believe they do, I'm sure that Trump Towers in Vegas is probably a huge moneymaker for him. Uh, And and always will continue to be. He has high-class properties. Mar-a-Lago will be like a museum, time, and eternal uh, you know, it will it will end up being his legacy, his properties and his businesses. So he'll always be able to make a lot of money. I mean, that's one thing that he's good at. He's making money. And, uh, and he could influence every political race for district attorneys, just like George Soros does. He could heavily fund candidates he believe are pro-MAGA, pro-America first, he could get endowments in schools and say, you know, if you want your two, three million dollars a year, st- stop teaching gender studies and start doing what Hillsdale's doing. Fund uh, colleges and universities that are 
the way they used to be, where they taught the sciences and the histories and the disciplines that they don't teach anymore. Uh, they don't have to teach propaganda like the left does. They just teach the truth instead of being skewed or uh, vision through the vision of you know, race and uh, special interests and advocacy and justice and all this other crap that they teach now to our kids. Trump could just support colleges that teach better, private institutions. He could influence medical hospitals and, and get them to stop doing transgender surgery for, for people who are young. There's a whole host of things that Trump could openly support on a continual basis that could have more of an impact on American politics and American culture than what George Soros is doing. Now, I know George is worth, you know, some somewhere in the neighborhood of $28 billion. And I know his son, Alex, has taken over the reins. And I know that they're, actually, they've reduced their workforce by like 15 to 20%. But Bill Gates continues to promote uh, all of his weird ideologies overseas. Uh, he's a main contributor to the World Health Organization. Perhaps Trump could do the same thing. They, they could be like supervillains, you know, vying over who has more influence on, on the world governments. And I think he could be effective, and I think he could collect, he could coalesce a band of very smart people. I think he could run it like an organization, just like Bill and Hillary ran CGI, but do it for good. And Trump could always be there taking credit for all the good things that he's doing. And that, I think, would slowly eat away at the left. What do you think? I mean, think about all the damage that Bill Gates does. Think of what he's doing now. Think of all the damage that George Soros does by, by funding Antifa and BLM and all these anarchy groups that, are, that, that, that our government seems to turn a blind eye to. They'd rather go after, go after Catholics who protest at school board meetings They'd rather, they'd rather go after parents who don't want Johnny to become Susie. They'd rather go after uh, decent law-abiding citizens who own guns to protect themselves because crime is getting out of control. If you ask an average woman, 35 years old, single, or maybe not even single, with kids, how safe do you feel after 6 p.m.? Would you take a walk at night in your neighborhood? I bet you overwhelmingly... 95% of women would say, no way. And it didn't used to be that way. The uh, United States did not used to be a place where it was the exception and not the rule that when you walked out of your house, to walk down to the store, maybe take a walk to the park, that you weren't going to get stabbed in the face uh, or you weren't going to be get pushed into a, a train or you know, th several thugs would take you down and, and treat you like you were an animal. And that's what we have now. And whose fault is that? It's the liberal Democrats in these big cities who are soft on crime. So-called social justice reform to reverse systemic racism. Wealthy people who throw their money at these cause du jours uh, through the guise of George Soros and his, uh, his open door society. Trump could do all of that and more. And it would drive the left crazy, and it would be better for our society. As a matter of fact, I think he could be more effective not being the president of the United States. If he would follow and do exactly what George Soros 
and Bill Gates are doing, which is hijacking academia, hijacking the medical industry, hijacking the educational system to teach our children and control our people in ways that can only be uh, described as tyrannical. And I think you agree with me on that. We'll continue in just a moment. We'll have our conversation with Nansu from the uh, Epic Times, talking China business in a moment. Speaking out, America. So we need to change cows, uh, cows, just cows alone. Uh, How are we going to do that? Well, uh, actually, of all the categories, uh, the one that has gone better than I would have expected five years ago is this work to make what's called artificial meat. And so you have people like Impossible or Beyond Meat, both of which uh, I invested in. Yes. Now, what we're about to talk about here on Speaking Out America is going to send a chill up your spine. Uh, Nansu, who is our uh, All Things China correspondent, works for the Epic Times does great articles, documentaries, and he's uncovered something that should frighten every American. Uh, the Epic Times' Nan Su addresses a new report in which author Gordon Chang indicates the existence of a weapon that can target people based on their ethnic DNA. That's, a, that's, that's like the ultimate biological weapon. And Nan Su is here to talk about that. Uh, tell me what you know about this, Nan, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jim. Uh, well, first of all, that uh, about 10 days ago, that uh, Department of Defense issued a, a document uh, claiming that uh, we are at a pivotal moment facing China's bioweapon threat. So uh, basically, China has been openly talking about everything about ever since 2011. They've been openly talking about uh, developing uh, bioweapons, genetical bioweapons. So what I did was I, I went back. Now, there's no further detail how far they have been, uh, you know, into this, uh, this development process uh, from the DOD. So I basically went back and then I checked. Now I found a bunch of articles from the people's uh, Liberation Armies, PLA, that's PLA, PLA Daily. So there's a bunch of articles published by PLA Daily in the last uh, decades of time. It's, there's one article specifically interests me, and that was an article written in January of uh, 2017. That's what, that's six years ago. Uh, so it talked about uh the 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 difference in human gene how you make a difference in war specifically that's what they talk about so they say there's uh, like a one tenth of uh, uh one tenth of one percent to three tenths of one percent difference uh among different rate racial group in their gene and and they say it's it's that little difference that make different racial groups uh, vulnerable to different kind of uh, virus. And, and, and the conclusion, it's a long article, the conclusion is 
that it's more effective to use $50 million to build a bioweapon system than using trillion dollars to build a nuclear weapon system. So the, 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 you know, there's a, the, the article uh, was not written by a, uh, by a general, but it's by a, by a very high-level uh, military medicine researcher. Uh, so basically, they you, you can see they are actually you know in the process of doing research, not just to talk about theoretically. So let me get this straight. Uh, so they're basically talking about a type of virus. We all have a sort of an ethnic genetic marker in our DNA. Just it's just slight yep. enough between. Would you say one one tenth and one third or three tenths? That's a very slight difference, but it's enough. Uh, and this is probably why with yeah, the Wuhan virus, will, it, it's somewhere between one tenth to three tenths of one. Oh, one tenth, okay, of one percent. That's it's it's pretty small, but it's still significant. And so, is this why maybe some people, some ethnic groups, reacted uh, more to the Wuhan virus? Uh, I mean, in general, every race has genetic markers. There's slight differences, right? We'd like to believe they're not, yeah, and we're all exactly the same, you know. Tiny, I was a tiny difference. Yeah, and they want to create an ethnic uh, super weapon, and this is something that someone who's pretty high up and a geneticist who works in the government. Everybody works in the government for China, and so where are we yep. where are we at now? So three years later, is there something new that you think that we should be paying attention to maybe these new viruses that are coming out now, these sub variants, anything could they already well, be? Well, there's no further detail other than, you know, the department of, uh, uh, department of defense, basically they mm -hmm. just say, well, we are at the pivotal moment of facing this kind of, uh, uh, yeah. threat. So that's frightening. It's very frightening. And uh, it makes a lot of uh, financial yeah, they, sense. They know, they know uh, obviously, you know, they know more for the details. They, you know, sure. uh, for the reason they're calling it, this is like a pivotal moment. Well, that's pretty big news. And I know a lot of people might shake their heads and say, that's ah, not possible. But uh, I've been hearing rumors, and you were first to bring it to our attention. But is China's economy about to explode? Well, China's economy is so showing all different kind of signs of slowing down and going. You know, the economy is going down the hill. Uh, you know, there are several uh, numbers that uh, that's really appealing. And now their June uh, CPI index was like a point two, while their July CPI index, first time in the negative category, is like a minus point three. Now, the young people's, uh, young age people's unemployment rate, uh, I'm talking about age 16 to 24, it's minus uh, 20, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the unemployment rate was 26.1%. That's in June. In July, they, uh, they say, well, they stopped publishing mm. uh, the unemployment rate. So basically, you can see it's probably even worse than June. Uh, and then they are uh, their their real estate was um, it's it's at a rock bottom. 
And you have you besides Evergrande, everyone knows that Evergrande, yeah. you know, it's like a more than three hundred. It's about three hundred thirty-five billion dollars, billion dollars in debt, and they're, they're in trouble. They, they right now, the just last week they fired Chapter Fifteen in in Wall Street, and, and they 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 you know trying to reorganize their debt. And then there's another uh, one of the top ten uh, real estate developer called Country Garden. Uh, yeah, last week, yeah. they just you know didn't pay their their dues for the for the loan uh, required loan payment. Now, uh, also in July, China's export, comparing with the uh, same period last year, uh, dropped twelve point four percent. Mm. I'm sorry. Uh, it was a fourteen and a half percent. Yeah, that's so pretty that's significant. A huge drop. Yeah, yeah, well, that's huge drop. Uh, fourteen and a half percent. That's huge drop. So, so basically, you see, you know, they uh, China basically facing three kind of a different economic challenges. Number one, their exports go, you know, declining. Number two, the foreign investments are leaving China. Uh, many of them leave, left China. It's really just because the the escalating geopolitical uh, risk. You know, as China, yeah. you know, conducting more and more military exercise at Taiwan Strait. You know, there's more and more foreign companies leaving, and and, and number three, it's uh, it's the real estate industry. Yeah. The real estate has been the engine, you know, driving their economy moving forward. But now it's at the rock bottom. China. As uh, their residential building has have uh, like more than twenty five percent vacancy, office building more than thirty percent vacancy. That was that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Wish we had more time. I wanted to ask you if there's uh, there was rumors floating around there might be some some internal uh, negatives towards Xi Jinping, and people are asking if his leadership is is as good as you know. Uh, have, have you heard anything about that internally that there there's more dissent now towards Xi Jinping? Uh, there are those kind of things, uh, uh, just like a rumor. We, you, you never know uh, who is doing what. But uh, uh, Xi Jinping uh, it, right now is in the position no no man can cha- is able to challenge him. Okay, we'll leave it there. Nansu, he's a senior investigative reporter for the Epic Times, and check out the video that he created. It's called uh, 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 what was it? Uh, The Final War, and you can find it on the Epic Times website. Nansu, have a great week ahead, and I'll talk to you next time. Oh, thank you for having me on your program again. Oh.